This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide story that affects you. I'm Shana Roth. And I'm Jake Neer. Governor Gretchen Whitmer's budget presentation was met with one very distinct word from lawmakers this week, at least one lawmaker. Here to tell us what that word was and who said it and why is MLive state politics reporter and friend of the show, Lauren Gibbons. Lauren, welcome back to Mishmash. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, the word is damn. Uh, that is a very popular, <laughs> a very popular word in state government. Fix the damn roads. But then Senator Jim Stamas uh, from Midland, uh, he's the Senate Appropriations Chair. His first reaction was, all I've got to say is damn, because this is a big, <laughs> big budget. So Lauren, talk us through this. How big is the investment that she is recommending? And is the state in a position to make these kinds of investments across the board? And how likely is it to happen with the Republican-controlled legislature? Yeah, so this proposal is a $74.1 billion budget, and that's 10% larger than last year's. And the reason we're seeing these big, big numbers getting thrown around is because of the massive influx of federal pandemic funds and also, just a, it's a surplus that we don't normally see due to trends uh, during the pandemic, pandemic spending, and also just as a side effect of some of this federal aid that came through uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, so this is a lot of money. And uh, this isn't necessarily new. Uh, Michigan officials have had a lot of excess money come in. And um, so far, it's it's taken some time for the Democratic administration and the Republican majority legislature to really come to agreement on how to use this money, because this is a lot of money. And the governor obviously set her priorities this week. This is her plan to spend it. Uh, Whether Republicans are on board uh, with some of these things remains to be seen. I think they like some of what they're seeing. They like the direction they're hearing on certain tax cuts that have been proposed. They would like to go further on the tax fronts fund, and uh, it'll be it'll be interesting uh, once once they get started here. So, what are some of the areas of kind of big winners? Uh, what are some of the most noteworthy areas where this money would be going, uh, and what would that mean to Michiganders? Yeah, so one big proponent of this budget is the education front. Teachers would be winners in this budget. Uh, it includes a lot of money for retention bonuses uh, for teachers and other support staff at schools uh, to come back year over year. Uh, There's some investments in mental health for schools uh, and generally speaking, just a lot more money per student as well uh, being proposed in this budget. There's there's some additional money for frontline workers, um, some bonuses for people who filled those essential jobs during the pandemic. Uh, colleges and universities would see a bump. Uh, there's a there's a proposed uh, bump in revenue sharing for local governments as well. And some of that money would be ongoing, but some of it would also be one time acknowledging the fact that this giant surplus that Michigan is looking at is not going to last forever. 
So back to that keyword, damn. <laughs> Whitmer's mantra during the uh, her election, her first election, was fix the damn roads. So what would this budget do for roads, bridges, and other infrastructure? Absolutely, and that is another one that I should have said it was low hanging fruit, right? <laughs> um, but <laughs> yes, um, so so there would be under this budget a little over a billion dollar increase to the transportation budget. Um, that includes some federal infrastructure spending, uh, some state funds, uh, and and would essentially, you know, prioritize it. A, a lot of the focus of the administration is to prioritize uh, some of these really economically critical uh, projects, high traffic, um, also just addressing some of the major infrastructural issues that Michiganders have faced of, of late. Uh, we saw a lot of flooding on the freeways last year. Um, just uh, a lot of uh, environmental infrastructure uh, needs to be addressed throughout the state. So, uh, and, and water infrastructure. So, so there's, there's a lot of money on the table that would go towards some of these projects. And uh, the governor has, has long said that this is a huge priority for her. And frankly, I, I, could see, you know, a lot of Republicans thinking along those lines as well, um, where uh, there will be agreement um, between uh, Republican leadership and the governor. It still remains to be seen, but I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of interest in using some of this money to invest in roads, bridges, etc. Now. We did recently see this $3.5 billion in road bonds that the Whitmer administration took out to pay for all kinds of projects uh, all over the state. Um, And we saw uh, some Republicans say, look, um, why did we do that, not pay down some of that debt, and then now talk about proposing another billion dollars? I'm curious, um, despite this being one of those issues that it seems like is sort of universal here in Michigan, uh, especially in election year. Um, what could the fight be over over roads, uh, considering uh, that this budget definitely prioritizes, it seems like, spending more, but not necessarily paying down the debt that already exists? I think you'll see um, a big difference, um, or at least in terms of proposed priorities or um, interests, uh, from Southeast Michigan versus the rest of the state. Obviously, uh, the Southeast Michigan roads are some of the most highly trafficked. They are, uh, they're very busy and are often seeing a lot more wear and tear. That said, um, you know, if all of this money is going into Metro Detroit, uh, people throughout the state are like, why are my taxpayer dollars not coming back to my community? So, Infrastructure funding has long been a difficult topic for uh, for public officials to wrap their brains around because you're, you're not everybody kidding. wants their roads <laughs> to be fixed and and the, all the all the money in the world all the money in the world couldn't fix every single road um, into perpetuity so that there therein lies the rub. So let's uh, shift away from roads for a minute here. The governor's proposal for public education has also been getting quite a bit of attention. Can you walk us through what those specific proposals are and what these could mean not only for uh, children's education across the state, but also this teacher shortage that we've been hearing a lot about? Yeah, so this was a big part of the budget presentation and um 
clearly an issue that school districts around the state are facing with teachers. So, so a big portion of it was to, to put up a, a 1.5 billion for retention bonuses over the course of the next four years. And that's not just for teachers, that's for all school employees. Um, and, and that would increase uh, over time depending on how long uh, that person stayed with their school district. So if they come back one year, they'll get 2000 bucks. If they come back two, three, four years at the fourth year, it would come back to, uh, to $4,000. So overall, um, if somebody stays in their school district uh, for four years in a row, it would give people in that district uh, an extra $11,000 over time. So this, this proposal is, a way to try and address um, this this pretty critical teacher shortage uh, that Michigan has been facing, as the issues that teachers are facing, uh, you know, continue to be challenging. Right, uh, we went through a year of virtual school. Some schools are still opting to use virtual technology from time to time, and now teachers are also facing, um, you know, just navigating getting kids back to classrooms and uh, just it, and, you know, navigating outbreaks and trying to figure out just a lot of things that they didn't necessarily have to deal with pre pandemic. So, so that is a really uh, a, a key aspect of her education proposal. Lauren, before we get into uh, the politics and the election year aspect of all this, cause that's a big, that's a big thing in the background. I just want to ask, is there any, are there any aspects of the budget that really caught your attention that we haven't talked about so far? Um, you know, I think, uh, I think we also should address the, the tax cuts uh, and the rebates that the governor has proposed um, as that is something that, uh, that both she and legislative Republicans uh, in different ways have said they'd like to see a little bit more relief for residents because we're seeing such a big surplus right now. And so one way the governor proposed doing that is uh, restoring the earned income tax credit to 20%. Um, and there seems to be some, you know, there seems to be some interest in at least considering that. Uh, she also wants to see a, see a plan to eliminate uh, retirement income taxes uh, that phase that in over several years. Um, and so, so those were some of her ideas. Um, I think Republicans are going to have a lot of ideas. They have continued to say that they'd like to see a broader approach. Um, those are what, what the governor has proposed is kind of targeted tax cuts on certain people in, in Michigan. And uh, I think Republicans have, have said that they would like to see a broader, uh, a broader level of tax cuts. So whether, you know, whether that's, possible to maintain over time. There's a lot of areas of taxes that they could look to, to play with um, depending on how, how reliable that funding is. Uh, Cause we, we did see a huge boost in state tax revenue, um, but those trends might not hold uh, forever. So as Jake aptly foreshadowed for us, uh, the election is coming up and this is Whitmer's yes. final budget proposal before that election. Talk us through how that plays into not only what she's doing, but maybe the Republican side's willingness to go along with some of these proposals. Yeah, I think that especially with so much money on the table, the fact that the election is is 
coming right up is going to be a big role in these uh, because uh, people who are running for re-election are going to want to see uh, see things come back to their districts that they can point to in their mailers and uh, and in their re-election campaigns say, hey, I got this back for you. There is a pretty a pretty crowded Republican primary right now. A lot of people hoping to challenge the governor and uh, make a play for for you know, making her a one-term governor, and uh, certainly Republicans uh, have some incentive there. Is uh, so so. Will she get everything that um, that she asked for in this particular budget proposal? Most likely not. Um, that said, there is still a lot of room for common ground. Um, there is a, especially when it comes to things like schools, roads, the economy. Uh, there's a lot of uh, mutually beneficial investments that both the legislature and the governor could come to uh, agreements on. So I, it, I think it remains to be seen exactly how much of a role uh, the election will play in it. It certainly will have a role, especially in terms of how it's packaged and marketed back to voters. Um, but, but I do think that uh, there has been um, over the last several years, at least, uh, interest from both Republicans, Democrats, the administration uh, to, to get budgets through because, um, you know, initially early in the governor's term, there were a lot of very intense budget fights, um, a lot of uh, a lot of tough conversations that lasted <laughs> well into the fiscal year. Uh, so so I think that, you know, they'd like to avoid that scenario again. Lauren, I'm going to put you on the spot if you had to predict you think we're closer to the good old days where we got the budget done before the summer or closer to <laughs> budget crisis in October? You know, that's that's interesting. I I think I, I am optimistic here. I would lean towards the former uh, because even though uh, it did take uh, it did take um, a little bit longer to get through the general fund this last budget cycle, they did come up with a school budget uh, before that before that. Uh, artificial summer deadline, if you will. So, so there was, uh, you know, there was bipartisan consensus on that one. And uh, I, I would imagine we're a little bit closer to that. But that said, it kind of depends on how much of this, how much of this federal funding is going to end up in the budget. Um, are we going to see a stronger push uh, to get all of that money allocated? Is that are we going to possibly leave that on the table for uh, the the next budget um, with uh, so much on the line in the 2022 election, uh, it, it could still get contentious. I'm not ruling that out. Well, for your guys' sake, uh, really hoping that there's no uh, 24-hour marathon sessions trying to get the budget <laughs> passed, that you're not trapped at the Capitol and into the wee hours of the morning. But Lauren Gibbons, reporter for MLive, thank you so much for joining us today on Mishmash. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, that's all for Mishmash. I'm Jake Neer. And I'm Shayna Roth. Thanks for listening.